Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. And welcome, everybody. It is uh, Sports Caffeine. We are live via Facebook Live uh, for our special – well, we didn't call it special. You know, it's like this. today has been nothing but pandemonium. Uh, Anarchy. It, 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 well, anarchy in Massachusetts, but pandemonium all over sports, uh, especially in the Tampa Bay area. The biggest news that came out, the Gronk, Gronkowski, Gronk Miss Tom, Gronk <laughs> wants to play in Tampa Bay. Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski has been traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, for a fourth round pick. That is the big news out of the sporting world today. And uh, football has been turned upside down with the news that Gronk has come out of retirement to play with his old buddy, Tom Brady, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's get uh, your guys' reaction. Kristen, Chip, welcome. Sports Caffeine streaming on fanstreamsports.com and also the app. Uh, we might have J.P. Peterson join us on the show. I did send a, a, the Zoom link to, to join us whenever he wants to. But, guys, uh, I know you're flabbergasted as I am. Uh <laughs> Gronk is now a Buccaneer. Uh, the Glazers want to pack the house. Jersey selling. It is nuts. So when did you guys hear the news about him coming to the Bucs? Um, I had heard that. Nice background, by the way. That he had uh, asked for. <laughs> or he contacted the Patriots saying he wanted to trade. And then literally, what, three minutes later, I see the news that he, the trade had happened. So um, I, clearly I was wrong. I'll admit when I was wrong, but I think last show I said, he, I don't think he's coming back. He wants to do wrestling and movies and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so now it's a nice, nice picture portrait of me and Gronk here. <laughs> I decided to uh, do my background, the path to the draft or draft war rooms, because this news today now has just shuffled everything around. I think for especially teams in the NFC South, because this is something now that, you have to deal with an ultimate weapon and people, you know, these are teammates. These are guys that know each other. They have chemistry. And I mean, this is just uh, as a, as a Falcons fan, obviously I cover the bucks, so I will cover the bucks and I enjoy that. But as a Falcons fan, this is just, for me, it, it's shocking. It's not good. It's not good at all. The NFC South now draft plans are going to be changed for Carolina, for the saints, for the Falcons, the whole NFL, I think is, is making, plans around this now and you, you have to change everything but wow tampa huge move going all in i'm really excited about football now in the city of tampa when we do have it coming up it, it's Super crazy odds jumped from 17 to 1 to 14 to 1 now jeez yes i'm it's, telling you it's crazy to think how fast this this came to fruition because Rappaport came out where Kristen, as you said, uh, he, he was looking to ask the uh, the Patriots for a trade, and the only team he would want to be traded to would be the Buccaneers. And then not even 10, 15 min minutes later, the deal was done. And then actually the the Jay Glazer uh, tweeted out that the the physical was done. He had completed the, the physical, and bam, the deal was done. It was like in a matter of like 30 minutes, this whole thing came came to pass. And now the Bucs uh, have probably one of the scariest offenses in the NFL right now. But I, I wanted to I wanted to make this a point. I do have my reservations about this because Gronk is 29, but he is a walking metal machine with all the metal parts he has in his body. He's been hurt a bunch of times in his career. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. Am, am I 
kind of worried about this might blow up in the Bucks' face. Yeah, I'm I'm totally uh, worried about this might blow up because this could be an ultimate disaster. By we don't we don't know how physically fit Gronk is. I mean, yeah, he took a year mm-hmm. off. Um, you know, I, I've heard he he has to get back in the gym to bulk up because he has slimmed down a little bit. But you know, being away for the game, are you are you really mentally prepared to come back? Are you really physically able to come back? Um, so I'm, I have little doubts. I have a little, some doubts about this actually, you know, working out, but you never know. But like, look, it's the bucks. Things will maybe blow up in their face. It might, it might work out. And this might be the greatest thing that Jason light and the Glazers and Bruce Aarons have probably pulled off ever in bucks history. So Chip and Kristen, do you think this is the, the bucks are, you know, bucks are obviously going all in with, with getting him. Are, are you maybe worried about uh, this blowing up in their faces or is this just, just a sign of things to come that the Bucks could maybe go 12 and four, 17 and zero, and then go all the way to the Super Bowl? Well, I think coming from a Browns fan and a Falcons fan, we both know the <laughs> feeling of our team thinking we're really good and then we suck. So what we yes. um, I think Gronk is a different animal. His mentality and his like his drive and everything for the game. I think he'll be ready. I think he will get mentally ready. He and you know maybe slimming down will help him up a little, help him a little bit. You know, making those cuts and things like that. You know, not having so much weight on him it might be a little bit beneficial. I'm not so much blocking, but I think it's awesome. I never would have saw this coming in a bajillion years. Um, Nobody. Did. <laughs> yeah, they are both older, so you know, like they could both like. Who knows? Like, so I would take everything with a grain of salt. You don't want to like write in a Super Bowl champs yet. Don't go get a tattoo like those idiot people do. But, <laughs> like, what an exciting time! So now you said you're getting a Gronk jersey. I will. I will purchase a Gronk jersey. I I like the the lovable dumb athletes, and and Gronk is certainly one of them. Uh, so How many yeah, text when messages did you get when that happened? Um, I, I got a few, especially from my mother who was in disbelief and she's one of, one of the biggest, uh, Patriots fans out there. She's like, I told her, I was like, you now have to, to be a Bucks fan. And she's like, I don't want to be a Bucks fan, but I'm like, well, you kind of have to, your boy is, uh, one of your boys is coming to Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah. And I've gotten tweets all over the place. It was just, it was just pandemonium when this whole thing happened. So now that the Bucks have Gronkowski, where does this, where does this put OJ Howard? Is OJ now going to be traded? before or during or after the draft because now your your whole tight end group is is kind of really you know packed right now Cameron Brate is owed a lot of money OJ Howard kind of didn't live up to expectations last year he's owed a little bit of, a little bit less than Cameron Brate so what do you do with with either one of those guys do you move Howard or do you try and, and move Brate I think that for one of these guys I think you have to keep one and I think the great thing about this situation is Gronk's going to be able to come with him and go look Tom will read you. You just have to get yourself open and this is what you need to run on this, or this is how you need to do this. So you're going to have a, a teammate of Tom Brady basically telling you how to run your route, what to look for and, and what you need to do. So I think the Buccaneers keep one of them. I know the cap hit for um, OJ Howard is a little bit less than for Brate. And one thing that we have you know, you and I talked about before the broadcast is now the Buccaneers went from, in the top three with total cap space. Now they're down to 3 million. Now that includes the budget they have allocated for the draft, which is right around 7.1 million. So this is a team that spent a whole bunch of money and really went all in on this season. And I got to tell you, I couldn't be more excited to get the draft done and mini camps and training camps and and getting things moving. But I keep one of those tight ends and I got to tell you, Try to get something out of the other ones, although teams know now that you're going to be trying to unload one of these guys. So right. you're not going to get much in compensation. 
but get rid of one and keep one and let them learn from Gronk because we all know Gronk has a hard time staying healthy the entire season. So, so it is official. He has officially passed the uh, physical exam. The deal is now done official uh, 614 PM. So it is official. Gronkowski is now an official Tampa Bay. It's kind of a while too, because we saw Bruce Arians is not a huge utilizer of the tight end position. He likes to use them for blocking more, which Gronk obviously yep. is great for. So I'm wondering how, you know, um, Arians is going to have to change his game plan to utilize Gronk more. And we saw Winston likes Cameron Bray. So I think, you know, I think a great place for OJ Howard would be Green Bay Packers. Um, I don't know if they get something together, but Green Bay needs a tight end. I actually have him drafting a tight end in this draft because Jimmy Graham, you know, wasn't very good. And they definitely need some receiver help there, especially at the tight end position. I think yeah. that was, what, that was one of the problems with like OJ that. Howard last year was he couldn't block at all. And we all know Gronk, you know, he, He's not the Gronk of a couple of years ago. So, yeah, Kristen, I definitely agree with you about the scheme is going to have to change, especially on that tight end position. And you never know. The Bucs could keep all three and not trade away O.J. Howard. He, they could keep all three just to have yep. depth in there just in case Gronkowski breaks down, which we all know that is also possible with him breaking down. So um, it's, just, it's just nuts. It's, this whole scenario is nuts where we've got – a beast of a, a physical specimen as Gronk coming to this offense now has Tom Brady. And you also have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Cameron Braids. And now all you need now going into the draft is get, grab the running back, get an offensive tackle, and then just load up on the, on the position players that you need. So this is just, it's, it's Do you think this was Brady and Gronk's plan all along? Like Brady was like, I'm going to try to go to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they, this was like a year in the making. Uh, I got to tell you, you never know. I think something, maybe a little bit. Not, not, but maybe Brady probably checked everything out. I just got to know one thing before I finish that statement. How, where is Julian Edelman right now? Is he crying in somewhere in a room somewhere? Ed, Edelman is looking through a uh, window, a scrapbook, a scrapbook. <laughs> you know, you know that song by Lionel Richie. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Uh, so He's crying somewhere. I, 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 I don't see that, that happening at all. Julian Edelman will have to kind of stay put. Oh no, I know. But as a, as a, I know the yin to the yang, as you had, you know, Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and they're kind of, they were there Gronk left. And now Julian Edelman's the one on the outside. So, um, but yeah, I think there was a little bit of uh, maybe a hint of this maybe coming together. I so love it. Like Brady's so healthy and he's older and he's responsible. And then you have Gronk who's like chugging beers and breaking the cans on his head. And like, <laughs> you know, probably like just doing crazy stuff with porn stars. And so I kind of love <laughs> the dynamic between them too, that Brady's like the big brother kind of looks out for him. And Gronk's just like the stupid kid brother who does whatever he wants. And <laughs> I'm really enjoying that. That's going to be in Tampa. I saw Tom Brady got asked to leave a uh, park a that was park. closed. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, he was not cited. He was asked to leave by a park uh, ranger, like a, a, a ranger, a park security employee. Guard. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure that guy didn't know who Tom Brady was, but you know, or he did, and he just wanted to go say maybe, Tom Brady out of a park. Maybe that guy was a, a definite Patriots fan. It was like, you know what? You came down here. Now you can't come to this park. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy's probably getting waterboarded somewhere, or getting uh, lashes, probably. or he probably got fired. So, uh, that's so probably he's probably working uh, in Antarctica now, doing parks up there. So, everybody, if you're just tuning in, welcome to the Sports Caffeine. We are now talking about, or have been talking about, Gronkowski coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the trade that just happened a couple hours ago. Uh, thanks for tuning in on the Facebook live chat. If you do have questions to ask us. 
uh, or some comments, please put them in the, the comment section below. We'll definitely read those on air. We do want to hear from you and make sure to listen to us on fanstreamsports.com and also fanstream sports, the app. So chip, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, what do you do in the draft now? What are your, what's your game plan? <laughs> well, I mean, now I think that we've heard all week that the Falcons have been looking to trade up and they've been looking to get into the top five. Now, the only player in this draft, me personally, I'm trading up there for is Isaiah Simmons. Now, there's two options. You know, you can look at this two ways. One, Isaiah Simmons can be somebody that can cover Gronk. He's that fast. He's that big. He's six foot four. So he can do that. But the Falcons have a ton of deficiencies in other places. They need a corner. Keanu O'Neill, our starting safety, hasn't been healthy in two years. So they need some safety work. They still need an edge rusher. So if I'm Dimitrov now, I'm kind of reshuffling the deck a little bit. And maybe I'm not trading into the top five. I need to get probably two defensive players and then maybe pray that, that Gurley is healthy enough because we have some other running backs back there that have played okay. But, you know, maybe you don't trade up and you don't bet the farm on one player because now one player, that's not going to get you. I don't think one player gets you past the Saints, and I don't think one player gets you past Tampa's offense. So we'll have to see. Kristen, uh, as a as a bartender yourself, uh, which bars do you think in Tampa are going to be <laughs> hoping that Gronkowski patron, uh, patrons them? Like, I heard season? the Dollhouse has great steak. And <laughs> <laughs> we could beef up at the Dollhouse. Um, Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Whenever they do reopen, thank God for social distancing these days. You I know, know, right? He's not going to be able to go to those. Gronk, Gronk <laughs> love, Gronk love to drink. Gronk love the Dollhouse <laughs> and Penthouse Club. I, this. What, what a better – I mean, I know he's been down here for a, maybe a few weeks because of WrestleMania was in Orlando, and I, and from yeah. what I've been hearing, he's been down here. He never left, so he's been down here just kind of hanging out and training. So I, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement on you, Chip. I think this – or and you, Kristen, I think this maybe have has been kind of whispered maybe for the past couple of months where, hey, Tom was like, hey, I'm coming to Tampa, you know. What's up? What's up, bro? I know you don't want to stay away from the game that long. I mean, so he used the WWE to get yeah. a spot in Florida uh-huh. to check Florida yes. out. Like you're telling uh-huh. me. Preach. Vince McMahon's like, man, that was like my big new star. And now he's going to go play football game, which is fine because he could be his big new star in two years from now. We've got a couple of comments from the Facebook live chat. First from James Ludman from uh, Bucks Life News. He said Gronk is on the top NFL 100 team, of course. Greatest QB of all time, greatest tight end of all time, mixed with two receivers of both are 1,000-yard receivers. It's going to be nuts. And then he also, uh, Charles Richardson from the uh, Charles Richardson Show. Uh, he goes to you and your Atlanta Falcons there, uh, Chris, uh, Chippy. He goes, Atlanta needs to hope that Gurley stays healthy. Uh, like I also- said, Fingers crossed. And also, a lot of help. I mean, you lost your tight end last year. Atlanta's just, I mean, like. Well, Hayden Hurst from the Ravens. Third in the division? Uh, Yes. Hayden Hurst. We got from the Ravens. So he was a first round pick. So he's going to, I think he's going to fill a void. And and you guys help me out on this. I was thinking about this. The NFL is shifting to teams that have two outside great wide receivers, and you have to have a tight end that can stretch the field. When we look at San Francisco, they had two speedsters and wide receivers. Now, Emmanuel Sanders wasn't a speedster, but Debo Samuel was a, a fairly deep threat, and he was a good rookie. And they had Kittle. The Ravens had Mark Andrews, and they had Marquise Brown. And then they had another steady um, – it wasn't Willie Sneed. I think there was another wide receiver maybe uh, for the Ravens. But 
this tight end piece that we're starting to see, this younger athletic tight end bruiser guy that can get down the field, block and catch, is what teams need. And, I mean, the Falcons tried to duplicate that with Hayden Hurst. The Saints originally had it with Jimmy Graham, and that let go. And now Tampa Bay has acquired a guy like Rob Gronkowski who can fit that mold as well. So I think the NFL is morphing kind of in that. And we all know Travis Kelsey, obviously, with the Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, fills that need as well. This also this, uh, this kind of reminds me of when the Patriots had the two tight end tandem of uh, Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski. Uh, hopefully yeah. – uh, no one, no one, none of our uh, tight ends uh, try and kill somebody, then try to get away with it. So only on the field, only on the oh, field, right. yes. only on the field. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> no, it uh, is interesting for fantasy purposes because we've seen in fantasy Zach Ertz going number one overall in some cases. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, Travis Kelsey going very, very high. First four rounds, we're seeing tight ends go, and you know, there's going to be someone, some ex-Patriots fan like a Craig Custin who's going to take Gronk in <laughs> the first round. Uh, Craig is losing his mind. I don't know if he's watching right now, but I'm just watching him on Twitter like, what is happening? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been hilarious. Christian, I was going to ask, I'm glad that you brought up the fantasy stuff. Uh, so having Gronk now on the Buccaneers with Brady, does this, you know, put him back up in that, that top five top 10 you know category of tight ends to draft in in fantasy football i haven't really studied much of it right now because it's such new news but i think a his average draft position is going to be probably a top five tight end behind kelsey and kittle and andrews um he's going to be right up there and then what about zach Ertz? uh <laughs> zach Ertz, you know he's the only guy catching the ball in uh philly these days so, yeah they don't draft wide receivers of the looks yeah. <laughs> so but yeah i think gronk is gonna be i think he's gonna be overhyped he's gonna be overdraft you know i think i think he'll be a top 10 tight end um at the end of the when it's all said none of they can stay healthy but imagine cameron Brait ends up being great like we thought mike evans would and then chris godwin rose to the occasion so watch yeah. you know gronk's you know suitable and does his job but then you know if cameron Brait's like a top five tight end that would be amazing Guys, I think that, and one thing, Kristen, uh, we were wrapping up our conversation, obviously talking about tight ends and, and how they're great. You know, Cleveland has Njoku, and then they took Hooper. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of teams, the younger teams now, are kind of looking and morphing into finding those tight ends and guys that stretch the field because it opens up the offense. It allows your running backs to get those four or five-yard games, and then it also allows your deep receivers, your guys over the top, to take shots as the tight ends in the middle. So um man what an exciting year of football we have coming at us even with all the bad news it. yeah i just I'm hope so we excited. have it when this happened today i was like i just hope there's a season like that's yeah. the other thing but and even um the uh the shift between football 10 years ago that we've watched till now like you look at the all decade team and these guys are a different breed than the guys who played a decade ago the quarterbacks yeah. are different they, well tom brady and aaron Rodgers, but yeah the running backs these guys are catching the balls now they're not you know just you know putting their head down you know like going through so it's really been interesting the evolution of football and then to see where it goes in the next 10 years i'm excited yeah yeah i'm sorry my sorry guys my phone was just going bananas i felt like adam Schefter when we were at uh, the combine uh this this past year and the year before that where the phone was just going off he was just looking down so um so yeah the 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 deal has been done gronkowski is now a buccaneer tampa bay can rejoice and be nutty and be all craziness the the pirate ship area and the and ray j is just going to be pandemonium uh jersey sales will be through the roof now uh oh. and uh Kristen, your brother said on the chat uh the bucks have a washed up qb and a fragile tight end uh, <laughs> yep 
real exciting. So that's what uh, Scott Scott has to say. Scott, don't be jealous because the Browns are still in the. Tournament. I say, who finishes with a better record this year, Browns or Bucks? Uh, Bucks definitely do. I think the Bucks. We have an easier division though. Browns have a way easier division. Now, see, El Bushman, we were talking about this, and Kristen, let me get your opinion because you're the tiebreaker on this. Tom Brady's stats, being in the division that he's been in the past couple of years, very. I don't know if they're padded. I'm not taking any way anything away. Tom Brady, but when you're in a division, you got the Jets, you got the Bills, you got the Dol- I mean, you're not in a great division. The NFC South is, you know, one of the better divisions in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about when this translates? I mean, obviously the level of competition is going to be different, I think, than what he's used to. Do you think it translates that much? I don't know if it really, I, I mean, we, we couldn't figure it out. We kind of looked at each other and we were like, eh, we're maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't. but what do you think? Like, well, you know, we thought that the AFC South was going to be really good. I think it was about two years ago. We had Saxonville, you know, you had Deshaun yeah. Watson, you had uh, Tennessee was starting to look pretty good, and uh, Andrew Locke and the Colts. We thought yeah. it was going to be an awesome division. And then, literally, you know, the, I think the p- team who won the division barely had a winning record. So I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Plus, NFC yeah. South always been aired out football. It's always been fun football. Like, Drew Brees just throwing like 500 yards per game. And um, so, I, I think I think the talent level there is, and the good offenses and defenses. The Bucks have probably the best defense in the NFC South right now, too. If you think about it, the other I think it's pretty close. Too. I don't know. We didn't see. I know. I was looking at their roster defensively, and it, eh, it's it's fair to so. But Saints need some more help. You know, the Falcons need more help, and you know yep. the Panthers losing Keekley, their defensive leader. There, I mean. Yep. Really, the Bucks with Sue and JPP and a lot of um, veteran talent there. I think the Bucks might have the best. It's going to be a really fun year. Just please, football <laughs> gods, let us have football. I'm so about this because it's such a good year. I, I'm was... moving, leaving the country. If we don't have football, I'm out of here, dude. I'm out of here. I'm telling you guys right now. I'm giving notice. I'm gone. We've got we've got going? almost a chat chat fight almost starting to happen with your brother oh, there, Chris and uh, Charles <laughs> Richardson. And, uh, asking I didn't uh, Taylor. <laughs> no, no, Taylor. I think has been banned. So Charles has said, "Watch <laughs> oh, good. Uh, on the chat." Well, he's banned from our Twitter account, so no more Twitter <laughs> from uh, Taylor. So uh, Nick has also chimed in. Uh, he said, "The Bucks as a Bucks fan, this is going to be off- awesome." And also, the Bucks need an offensive line. That's very true. That's what the Bucks will probably do in the draft this year. Uh, And then uh, your brother has chimed in again. Uh, Chris and Sue and JPP are more washed up players. Well, they're getting old, so not just washed up just yet. So thanks for everybody for tuning in on the Facebook Live. Uh, We do appreciate you guys tuning in and and, and putting your comments in there. Makes everything lively. We love to to hear from you guys, especially with your your opinions. So um, I think uh, we're trying to get somebody in from Bucks Life News. Uh, Nick, if if you got an invite, I think he's trying to chime in. Uh, So we will wait until uh, James Ludeman from – uh, Bucks Life News will join us. So before we do that, uh, did you guys? The other news, kind of today was, uh, or I believe it was yesterday, <clears throat> or to, uh, sometime today, the Chargers do have new uniforms. They decided to join the the foray of of, new, of teams getting new uniforms, like the Browns, the Falcons. Uh, surprisingly, uh, really kind of quite under the radar. The Patriots came out with new uniforms, uh, yeah. and also the Bucks and the Falcons as well. So the Chargers uh, have new uniforms as well. Did you guys get a chance to take a look at their new unis? <laughs> Googling it as we speak. I did. I got to tell you, they look pretty sharp. When they show the the transition of uniforms from their homes to the powder blues, and then you get the, um, you know, kind of the old air raid, like the Nike and the color, yep. it punched up a little bit. 
I don't know if it was the NFL's plan to just have new uniforms this year, or maybe they just kind of adjusted in COVID and wanted something new, or I don't know how that all works, but um, their uniforms looked good. I mean, I thought they looked really, I thought they looked really nice. I looked the, sharp. the one on the end kind of reminds me of the, uh, the old days when LaDainian Tomlinson, Tomlinson was there. Those the dark, the yeah, dark, yeah, yeah, the dark. Yeah. It yes. seems like teams are now kind of going back to the, the old days of when unis looked really good. Like the Bucks did Browns. Not so much Patriots. Eh, not so much Fa- Falcons. I think they're just trying to be mean machine from they're Michael. trying to be. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. I don't want to talk, but about yeah, it. I, I kind of like the, the chargers unis. They it's, it, they look more sleek. I kind of like the thunderbolt on the leg. Um, so yeah, yeah. I kind of like them. Not, not too do. bad. Not too bad at all. Like, I thought they did good. I mean, I you say like a new unis always means more money. Cause now everyone has to go buy a new Bucks uniform. New Jersey. Like true. Yep. And like I'm, a, I like I okay new uniform, and I'm a girl, so I'm like supposed to be in like fashion and style. And this is the funniest thing for guys because like it'll start a Twitter war about you know <laughs> what do people think about the new books? And I'm a girl, I'm like they look the same, same kind of colors. You know the numbers might be a little different. Like um, Ohio State changed their uniforms a couple times over the years. The only reason I know is because I have a couple different. I'm like, oh, this one's different than that one. Oh, they took the gray out and put black. So these new uniforms <laughs> to me, like as long as like the teams up there, but I do like the Chargers ones. They do look nice, but yeah. I think it's a uh, it, it, it's your boy kind of it's the one thing boys can get excited about about fashion it's like me being like did you see the new whatever shoes came out or <laughs> no, so that's a boy thing i guess uh yes. i don't know i only have i have one bucks jersey and it's uh james winston's uh color rush jersey other than that i have t-shirts of the bucks but now i'll, I'll probably i wore maybe... a bucks t-shirt today for you because I, you know big news I, yeah. i've got my that's bucks awesome. hat on I, I kind of wore my Avengers T-shirt too because, in a way, the Bucks have now kind of become the Avengers with uh, superpowers and uh, super players coming to the team. You know, becoming oh, a super team. Yeah, I know. I said it, Chip. <laughs> we still had um, God, why can't I think of his name? The last coach we had that we just fired before Bersarians. Imagine he's still the coach. Um, Dirk Cutter. Yeah, Dirk yeah. Cutter. Sorry, why? Because he, no, no, that's all right. Uh, very not memorable. But, uh, <laughs> Do you think, like, if, if, if I call him Pop Pop is not the coach, do they come here? I think they want to play with this experienced quarterback whisperer guy. No, I, 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 no, I don't think so. If, if Dirk Cutter was still the coach, no, this wouldn't happen because with the success that, that Arians has had in the past with, with teams that he's coached for, it, it makes it attractive to come here. If you had Dirk Cutter, who had just terrible seasons with the Bucks, it's like, why, why am I going to come here to close out my, my career? Especially with uh, Arians did with Carson Palmer. Exactly. Well, so yeah, true, yeah. So no, I I don't think that this this would never come to to happen if if Dirk Cutter was still a coach or I don't think anybody else. I don't know about Lovey Smith if he was still still here. Maybe that. Maybe not. But yeah, I think with Arians here, it definitely makes the place more attractive to play, and that's why Brady was was like you know, the opportunity is there. Hey, I mean, I've got an, a sexy offense to play in, a great coach. I'm going to come here. And then Brady's going to put the bug in, in whoever's here to, to come here. I mean, and Gronk was one of those guys to say, Hey, just look at what we've got on, on paper. We've got one of the sexiest offenses in the league. Come on, bro. You can come out of retirement for like at least one or two years. So, well, dude, think about this. Think about other people who have gone into retirement now who are still young. Yeah. Guys like Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley played up in the same area where Tom Brady played his collegiate football. Luke Keekley's 28 years old. Yep. Dude, if Tom Brady called Luke Keekley right now and said, dude, give me one year, I'll put a ring on your finger, we'll sign you, 
That's what I want to see. This is the first NFL super team. We're comparing it now to like the NBA where you saw guys, LeBron bring, you know, Wade and bring Bosch and bring, this is the first NFL team I can ever say that I've seen that you can have a guy like Tom Brady, who is technically, I mean, I think is probably the goat. He's the one of our, our time. Probably the goat. Well, I mean, yeah. I, there's still Falcon fan in me from that lovely Super Bowl loss that we have. It still kicks me in the face when I say his name. But, you know, this is a guy, he's swaying everything in his direction. So Tampa can be the first team in the first city to host a Super Bowl and potentially win it. That's Ima- what he's shooting for. Imagine the price of a lap dance if that happened. <laughs> You saw those Miami strip clubs, football, right? Like, uh, like it was like six feet of snow, but dollar bills. Well, probably uh, hey. there, right? <laughs> Pot- potential lawyers and doctors who were going to school uh, paid their rent for like the next couple of who years. Who was the guy that. that retired at halftime of the Bills game? Uh, Cornerback. Uh, um, I hope he comes out of retirement. He's <laughs> like, I dude, just, it was so bad. If I'm if I'm Tom Brady, I'm calling Luke Kuechly. Didn't he play at Penn State? And Brady played at Michigan. I mean, didn't he? Didn't yeah, they, I uh, think so. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm calling. I'm calling Wes Welker. I'm I'm calling Teddy Bruschi. I'm well, calling. Yeah, Randy I'm not Moss calling all those guys. They're Mike really Mike quits coaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm calling Luke Keekley, and I'm going, Yo, man, you retired. You're 28 years old. I can get you money. Come down here, get yourself a ring, give me one year, and then go back. And if you're an NFL player, that's what you sign up for. You sign up for a Super Bowl ring you sign up for so i would totally i would do it i'd pull out all the stops now if i'm tom brady i'm calling everybody anybody but i have to say you know um people have been making fun of florida during this like whole coronavirus thing people on the beaches and our governor's an idiot doesn't know yeah can't set rules but guess what florida has given us something to talk about during no sports literally the box have been the perfect thing to talk about they've been chugging ahead you can all make fun of florida but now we have football to talk about so True. Well, we'll see. Like we said, and Evan, you and I talked about it, the cap room for the Bucks now, slim to none, dude. They got $3 million, but they do have money set aside for their draft picks, so they're kind of tight, but... They're, they're going all in. I mean, yeah. they're going all in for... for it's, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust this year. With, with, with bringing in Gronk, it is now Super Bowl or bust. It, it is going all in, and this... You know, it could be... could pay off in dividends, or it could be like the Rams, where the Rams... And it, now they're are just a toilet right now where you know they've had to let guys go. They're in cap yep. hell. So it's, you know, this is what's, what's great about football is, you know, organizations that have had a losing culture for the past, oh, 15 years where they haven't been <laughs> to the playoffs since, you know, I can't even remember the last time the Bucks went to the playoffs. <laughs> it's, 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 these are the times where you're at the poker table and you've got all the chips and you've got a great yeah. hand. I'm going to go all in. And that's what the Bucks are doing. They've got the great coach. Now they've got the Hall of Fame quarterback. They've got the Hall of Fame tight end. They've also got two great web, four other great weapons on that offense, and you're also building up that defense as well. The time is now. You've got the Super Bowl that's going to be in Tampa this year. The time is now. It's time to go all in, and that's what they're doing. And I applaud. I, I, I'm finally glad that the Glazers have the balls and Jason Light have the balls, and I'm, I'm glad Bruce Arians is the coach because I'm sure he's like, look, if I'm going to be here, You've guys got to change it up. You've guys got to put, you've got to have, and I'm glad Nick brought this up in the chat. You've got to risk it for, you got to no risk it, no biscuit. You've got to put it all in 
There you go, Nick. Good shout out on the chat page. To make moves to to make Tampa Bay relevant, and that's what they're doing. And I applaud that it's finally happened where they've drawn some some huevos to, to bring winning culture back to Tampa Bay. You said the time is now twice, and all I can think of is John Cena. I'm like, the time, <laughs> God. I'm like, where's my belt? <laughs> I don't know. In the middle of that speech, I wanted to headbutt my laptop. I mean, I'm getting really excited about football. I can't get excited about my hair right now. It won't stay still. I mean, well, I we, this is huge too. I think the Bucks now, um, you take your offensive lineman, they may even try to trade back into the first round, depending on running backs are going, but I think yeah. or trade up in the second round and one of those top five second round picks and take a Jonathan Taylor, if Swift is still there or JK Dobbins, I think your second pick has to be a running back to go with Rojo. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You need somebody to compliment him in the backfield. So I, I would love to see them getting a passing back. That way, Tom Brady can dump it off like he had somebody like Deion Lewis when he had Deion Lewis on the team, and also James White is there as well. If they get somebody like that, that whole offense has another new dynamic and another another new weapon uh, to to put in the caliber. So yeah, um, I don't think we've ever talked about the Bucks this much on this show and on our previous show ever, ever, ever. So, Exciting times. So thanks a lot. Thank you, Gronk. <laughs> thank you, Gronk, <laughs> and thank you, Tom Brady. Bucks, yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I don't, I guess we should sh- switch gears, even though we don't we want switch to, gears. Um, we could switch gears uh, to not really the NBA. It was a, a documentary that dropped on Sunday night at 9 PM. It was part one and two of the last dance, the uh, Chicago bulls documentary that documented the last, pretty much the last dynasty season of the Chicago bulls uh, with that team. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch it? Just check it out a little bit. What did you guys think? First, I do have to remark that the commercials on ESPN before the show were like still like the daytime ESPN news commercials. And then it was like prime prime time after that. It was like, you know, you had the Sheik's commercial earlier and then later I thought it was really, really good. Easy to watch. Um, So I'm not a huge Michael Jordan fan. And I like uh, my favorite thing is how they go from you know what's happening in 1984 and then back to 1997 they kind of go so you're seeing a little bit of the beginning you're seeing a little bit of the end you know there's gonna be drama here and then they're kind of gonna fill in how that all happened so there's a lot I didn't know about um a lot you know it's great how they do not just Jordan the other teammates Scotty Pippen had a huge part in the second one um so in uh Tony Kuko he's our local celebrity yeah (laughs) yeah he's been in it he's our local Rafferty celebrity but I thought it was really well done really well put together and I'm excited (laughs) to watch next yeah I mean that was you know the funny thing is and I I find it um it's unbelievable to think that these guys Michael Jordan as a kid when he went to um college when he went to North Carolina he talked to Dean Smith and he said I wanted to be the best player that's ever come through the university of North Carolina. And it talks about his transformation from being a freshman and and missing things and not really understanding, you know, what's going on. And then his sophomore and junior year, just exploding and knowing having the whole team playing with a guy like James worthy. And then knowing that James worthy was only better than him for about two weeks out of the year. (laughs) And, you know, James worthy admitting going, yeah, he, he came here and I was about as good as him for about two weeks. So it's just unbelievable that when an athlete like himself knows he, even as a freshman, he knew he was going to be one of the best basketball players to ever leave the university of North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I, unbelievable. Love the, I love the fact when um, <clears throat> they play that, that's that, that segment where Dean Smith told Michael Jordan, he was like, look, you don't, you need to go to pro the pros. It's, it's your time as a, yeah. 
like when you have a coach like that, when, when he knows the level of your greatness, that, that shows right there how, how big or how big Michael Jordan was, was going to become. And watching that documentary, man, it was just – I love documentaries about sports, and, and, and I, this, this documentary really opened my eyes. I, I love that Bulls team um, when, yeah. when it was Michael and, and, and Scotty. And, man, if I was Scotty Pippen's agent, you're getting slapped, man. You're getting beat up. You're dude. getting beat up, dude. Uh, but – you know, well, the, the, uh, Jerry Krause said, I don't care if you win 82 games, you're not the coach next year. But so like, what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, see, I'm glad that you brought that up, Kristen, but like, you have to give him credit because he built that dynasty. Like, you can call him an a hole all day about the way he treated the players and the way they, they also treated him, but he built that dynasty. But then, how are you going to fire the coach? That's yeah. like all of a sudden Robert Kraft saying, I don't care if you win the Super Bowl, Belichick, you're out. Because I want, because you know, I think he got a little too big for his britches. I built yeah. this team. I can build a better team. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I mean, like, how are you going to say to Phil Jackson? And it just, it, there's so much bad blood in that whole, you know, between Michael and the organization for them to go out and win that many championships. That's the really crazy part of it. Because we saw LeBron had bad blood with Dan Gilbert. He was out yeah. as soon yeah. as he quit. And then yeah. we had Comic Sans email. Um, but yeah, he, uh, it's really amazing. I'm excited for the rest. I can't wait for parts three and four, which will be on Sunday night. Uh, they've they've kind of kind of alluded to part three. will kind of still still talk about Scottie Pippen, about him wanting to be traded from from the team uh, at that point in time. Uh, they did have a teaser for <laughs> for episode three, where Scottie eventually came back, and then Dennis Rodman was he, he told uh, Phil Jackson like I need a vacation, <laughs> and Michael Jordan's like. What he told you? What I need a vacation for? How long? And and Dennis Rodman's like, well, probably for two weeks. Two weeks? Where are you gonna go? He's like, and and Rodman told me wants to go to Vegas. And he's like, if he goes to Vegas, he ain't never coming back. (laughs) So they, they, I mean, Rodman in Vegas is trouble already. But if you have him there for more than like forty eight hours, it's trouble. So I guess they they compromised for forty eight hours for having Rodman go for two days in Vegas and eventually coming back to the team. So I love the access that they have. Yeah. With, with the team and i'm glad espn opened it up where they're gonna have the cussing and the bad language where you know this oh, is oh yeah i, I forgot i, I wasn't streaming it they're, he's yeah. dropping that bombs off to ryan a commercial came out and i was like oh wait this is on tv and it says right there you know mature language but yeah it makes it so yeah. good if the the conversation ended in that part one where if you thought somebody else was the great if you thought lebron was the greatest of all time no michael jordan is the greatest of all time just watching that, if you didn't watch him playing basketball, you know, live on TV back in the day, if, if you're old enough to watch him on TV, and I'm old enough where I was able to watch him on TV, <laughs> but watching that kind of stamp puts the stamp on he's the greatest of all time. When when that team in that 97 year where they were riddled with injuries, Rodman, uh, uh, Scotty Pippen was out, where Michael Jordan actually had to put that team on his shoulders, where he was basically yeah. coaching the team that that's that's the goat man that's that's it there's no more conversation that's a wrap i don't know man lebron's had to coach his teams most of the time and has zero talent on multiple Cavs teams no but i do agree jordan is outstanding and the way his competitors talk about it magic johnson and larry bird coming on there just giving him all that it's like we talk about that celtics team that's amazing how many white guys are on that team (laughs) i think there's four white guys starting the era the end of the big white guy era it uh it also ended the era of uh wearing short shorts and in, in the game of basketball too and i love when bill walton got mad because he had a guard lebron or lebron mike mj and he's like yelling at him like why do i have to guard him and the whole young bill walton is awesome are you saying i have to guard michael jordan 
<laughs> no! Oh, man! <laughs> All right, I'm done with basketball. Can't do anymore. Basketball. I'm done. Right, I can't do anymore. That's our NBA segment. <laughs> so, that's all i can take Fine. so let's uh let's go back to the the fan chat thank you for everybody chiming in on the the facebook live we've, uh, we've got a couple of comments we should we should hit up so yeah uh, nick uh kukarski i'm hoping saying nick's uh name he's put on there uh he goes uh let's be honest bucks fans have been hurting bad under Jameis the past two seasons he also asked where is Jameis going to go? Now, Jameis Winston has been really active on social media the past couple of weeks. He's been on a lot of yep. radio appearances. He's been really active in the community. Uh, they did say this past week that he is, you know, not really, you know, he's not really amped up about signing with a team. He's going to take his time. He's just going to wait for that perfect situation. If that perfect situation comes along, what perfect team could that be for be the best fit for Jameis? We talked about this. Steelers before anyone else was reporting that. And um, I don't think the Steelers are in a rush to make a move. Honestly, they don't even have a first round draft pick. Actually, they uh, traded that to Miami. Um, but I think Steelers would be a nice fit. We saw what they struggled with no Ben Roethlisberger last year. Um, Jay, and the Roonies are really particular about who they bring in. I think James yeah. has proven himself to be going from the trouble he had in his younger years to being a really stand up team leader. Um, I think they're, I can see him even going to like a Seattle if they want to sign like a backup quarterback, sit behind Russell Wilson. He does still doesn't have a backup over there. Um, you know, and I, I think he, like he's doing the right thing. Wait for the perfect opportunity. As soon as this draft is over, someone's going to sign him. Yeah. Chip, do you think the possibility of maybe Jameis going and sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and the Packers could be maybe a possibility for him? I think that's a possibility. I think that scheme they have a, you know, Aaron Rodgers was a little bit more mobile. Obviously he moves around to create. So, I mean, I think that James's mobility um, is something that, that could be had. I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I, th- I feel that the NFL quarterbacks that are free agents right now, I mean, we got guys like Cam Newton. I mean, we got James Winston. We got a lot of guys that can play football. We got some MVPs. Uh, we got some folks out there who know what it is to be a professional. And I just don't see these guys getting signed until after the draft, till camps open, uh, till, I mean, just till things really kind of pick up. But I think that a, I like green Bay Jacksonville, I think is an open, open spot. I think that, uh, Minshew is still going to have competition. I feel uh, bad for Minshew. Yeah. I mean, competition, <laughs> it'll be open Chicago. They can't be really set. I don't know. What I can't remember what they paid Foles. Maybe he is making that much money. Um, he is making that much money. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then, then he'll clamp down. But what about the teams that have tried to fill spots like um, Indianapolis Colts? They're paying Rivers a ton of money. You know he's a rental. They do have Jacoby Brissett still behind him, but maybe you trade him. And I still think the Bengals, dude. I still think the Bengals are looking to get rid of Andy Dalton. And, I mean, there's just so many quarterbacks in the market right now. Nothing is going to happen until training camps open, until an injury takes place, until yep. the season really gets moving. So all these guys can really do is, is kind of just sit and wait and wait for things to happen and wait for teams to call them. So I don't know. There's a lot of good spots. Unfortunately for Jameis, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. So, I think Jameis also wants a lot of money. And yeah. Yeah, and quarterback, a lot of money. So he's going to have – something's going to have to give. So Yep. Sorry, guys. I'm getting some more chiming in on my chat. We are also probably going to have James uh, join us in about two minutes or so. He's one of the uh, writers and content creators on Bucks Life News, who's 
uh, one of our, 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 our <clears throat> good guys, our good friends over Bucks Life News, who uh, we work with from time to time. So I know we were going to do the rest of our picks for the draft. And we can still do that. We can still any do surprises that. Surprises or any. Okay. You know, how about that? We're all, well, yeah, this is now with this type of activity before the draft, obviously this changes a lot of stuff and teams won't trade maybe, or they might, who knows, but we can still give our picks and still think what would, what would take place. Okay. So we, we left off at pick 20, which was Jacksonville. Yes. Pick 21. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. Where are we going to the Philadelphia Eagles? Pick 21. We're getting a wide receiver and we're going to take the best available with Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Boom. Boom. And I agree with you on that, Kristen. I, that's where they're going to go because they have nobody passing or catching balls except for Zach Hertz. So, yeah, I agree with you. I Justin love it. Jefferson would be the great, great pick for them at 21. I'm going to riot. I'm going completely against that. They're not taking a wide receiver. <laughs> we had 55 go to the combine for the first time. That's more than any other wide receivers that have gone to the combine in the history of the entire world. There's going to be plenty of those. Don't worry about it. Take the best player available. Take Patrick Queen. He is ready. Bring bring the LSU linebacker there. All the scouts love him. They rave about him. He'll make it work. All right. All right, let's move on to pick 22, which is the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings lost uh, Stephon Diggs. He's now over the Buffalo Bills now. Stephon Diggs. Do you think well, there's the interesting thing here? So Minnesota has this pick, and then they have the three picks down from here, yep. and they have Antoine Winfield Jr. available, whose father Ooh. played there. You have Trayvon Diggs available, whose brother played there. Also, they could both be available at both of these picks. How cool would that be? But I haven't taken Antoine Winfield Jr. at the safety for Minnesota. You know, they love his dad, legacy guy. Solid pick. Minnesota, yeah. Chip, where are you going? I am going the the person you guys just got rid of. He's still <laughs> on my board. He's just one pick south. Justin Jefferson, guy has it all. Great slot receiver. Can take Stefan Diggs' place. Day one starter. Bring him in. I'm going defensive back. I'm going Noah. I'm not even going to say his last name. Uh, it starts with an I. Uh, Noah. Okay. And, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, defensive okay. back from Auburn. Uh, <laughs> They do need help on the secondary. Xavier Rhodes looked like crap last year, uh, so they do need some help in the the backfield. So I'm going with Noah and Buga. Yeah, there we go. We're not. <laughs> I'm trying to wave at you, but I'm getting lost in Gronk's body over here. So. Uh, there you go. Okay, so uh, joining us live is James Ludman from Bucks Life News. James, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, there you go. Adjust your camera. So uh gronkowski is now a buccaneer let me get your reaction where were you at are you now where you're so excited that you flew out of your pants are you now pre-ordered a gronk jersey let's let's get some reaction from did you. you wreck a vehicle or anything <laughs> uh actually no i was eating god's chicken uh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> ah. uh I, I was at the chick-fil-a uh, actually i was leaving walmart cr- crazily enough i was leaving walmart and uh i i ended up getting the news while i was in there um but man a lot's unknown about this rookie uh just don't know much about no, <laughs> but yeah, no you pair, I, you pair him up with uh, some guy named thomas brady it's yeah, thomas, really question marks I, around kind of weird i've heard good things all good things <laughs> um no man it, you know what this is huge for the tampa bay buccaneers i, I think as a bucks fan in general which Bucks like me, you know, we're, we're all just fans. We, we love, we'd love the game of football. We'd love talking about the Bucks, And, and uh, this is a huge day to be a Bucks fan. It's something to be excited about. And, and obviously there's been a lot of things that we haven't been able to be as excited about. 
uh, over the last several <laughs> years. But, but, but here's the thing. And I, and I told this, I, I went live on our page uh, after the news broke. And I said this, I said, statistically on paper, this may be one of the greatest offenses we've seen in years. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I know obviously with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara over in New Orleans, uh, you got, you still got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones over in Atlanta. So there's still that dichotomy as well. Um, but man, just all around offensive weapons. I, I thought it couldn't get better than having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but now you've added just this crazy good tight end who, who, by the way, is not just good offensively. I think that's a lot of people want to say he's very good offensively. Yeah, he's injury prone and he is very good offensively. But here's the thing that I take away from getting Rob Gronkowski is that you have now opened up your running game because he is one of, if not the best tight end ever to, to be a run blocker. So yep. he is going to also open up a lot more things for Bruce Arians in this, in this running game. Uh, with Ronald Jones and obviously you know I've been watching the show while I was waiting to come in and um, you know I've been watching you guys talk about uh, different backs and things like that don't sleep on Cam Akers in the third round I I think if he's available he is the best pass catching running back uh, that you could get in the later rounds and somebody that Tom Brady for the next two years could really lean on Uh, I think that's one thing Ronald Jones doesn't do as well as a pass catcher uh, I think that's something if you have, and I'm not a Florida State fan by any stretch. I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of this is who you can get in the later round to help you in this specific situation. But again, I mean, Rob Gronkowski outside of just being Gronk uh, and, and just being this offensive weapon uh, is also going to open up a lot more things for the offense. And I think that's what makes me excited about him coming. Uh, I think that's what makes me excited about this offense as a whole. And uh, man, I, I just I'm just excited for the whole team. I, I'm I'm with Kristen though. I'm just like, dude, please let there be a season. Like, don't <laughs> don't you dare do this to me. Like, I'm I'm uh, uh, we finally do what I told the team to do. No offense, I don't like Jameis. Sorry, I'm I've been very vocal about that. Uh, get rid of Jameis. Let somebody else take over. We finally do that, and now here comes Corona. let me ask you now with with the tight end situation with uh oj howard and cameron Braid, and now you have gronk you know everybody was on twitter and and facebook okay oj howard's probably on the move um what's what's the scenario there what what are the bucks going to do because they basically got gronk for almost a steal i mean you got him for a fourth round pick all you have to do is trade away that and you got gronk in a seventh rounder so could there possibility of the Bucks keeping OJ, or is OJ going to be out by the draft uh, coming this Thursday? What do you think? Well, I think honestly, and people forget this, and Scott Bradford, who works with us, also made this great comment. Uh, he is still inside of his rookie deal, yep. so you don't have to worry so much about him. I think if I'm putting him against Cameron Bray to figure out who we keep and who we can give up, I think you have to lean toward Cameron. And I love Cameron Bray as a player. I think he brings a lot. I think he's an, a, a, a great all-around player, but there is, like you said, there is money involved in this. So if you can keep a guy, a young guy like O.J. Howard, to learn behind the greatest tight end uh, probably ever, I would argue he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time, uh, outside of his injury proneness, which I think is a concern, as I mentioned. But if you got a guy who can come in here, and the other interesting part of this, too, is how long is he going to sign for? They still have not talked about a deal is he going to sign for two years like Brady which I think is more than likely going to happen uh yeah. so 
honestly, if you could sit a young guy and OJ Howard behind a tight end like Rob Gronkowski, you are going to improve OJ Howard so much. I love Cameron Bray. I've met him several times. Great guy, great person. Um, but I think right now, if, if you have an opportunity to get anything for a tight end, I think Cameron Bray is going to be your guy. People forget that O.J. Howard, everybody's like, oh, well, there goes O.J., there goes that. No, that's not true because he is still within his rookie contract that he signed with us. So why would you get rid of him unless unless you're going to – a team is going to throw the farm at you and give you several draft picks, which I think would be the only way that they would get rid of him at this point. There's really no point to get rid of a young guy who can learn behind Rob Gronkowski at this point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, too, and I said that before. It's like you don't have to move him. You can keep him on the roster. I mean, there's nobody says you can't keep all three. But, of course, to me, Bray's the kind of the odd man out because of financials. He's, he's making the most money out of all three. Well, out of the ones that you're wanting to maybe move is, is Bray. So, you know, James, you know, of course, we're talking to James Luton from Bucks Life News. Uh, Bucks Life News is a great uh, Buccaneers fan organization here on Facebook. Make sure you go to the page and like them. Uh, great guys, great organization with, with Jay and, and Scott and you guys over there. Um, you know, one, one final question before we get, it, get you out of here, James, and thanks for coming on and joining us on this uh, special live edition of Sports Caffeine. Conspiracy theories aside, how long do you think this, this was in motion for having Gronk coming to Tampa Bay? Well, and here's the thing, and this is another stat you guys may not know. Rob Gronkowski is the first ever WWE champion to come to the NFL. He's the reigning, he's the reigning 24-7 champion. Everybody seems to forget that. He's got a belt. This is so crazy to me. I know it's I know look, I'm a I'm a diehard wrestling nerd, so you don't have to excuse me. This is hilarious to me. Uh, but, but honestly, look, honestly, with him coming, WrestleMania is in Tampa this year, so you know that there was gonna be conversation. I don't think it was ever uh, maybe as a much a reality as it was. Everything kind of happened quickly yep. uh, with this deal because yeah, there was some rumor a couple weeks ago, but then uh wrestlemania whatever wrestlemania was which by the way i was supposed to go and i'm not happy about it uh but but you know it's one of those things where it was a rumor for a little bit and then it kind of just fizzled out when he started with the wwe he hosted wrestlemania did a great job and then all of a sudden today it's like this has legs and now we're in it and now he signed it literally all happened within the last three hours he's already done his physical that that's been done already it was, um, it was nuts how much legs it had. It was almost like the roadrunner had come in and made this deal done within a minute. It was of really like a four-minute turnaround. You yeah. want to trade, and then he's good an hour later. James, I have a question for you. On a scale of one to ten, what do you rate the Boneyard match? Oh, my gosh, ten. Oh. Between that, and I'm going I'm to tell you this right now, the Firefly Funhouse was just as good to me. <laughs> oh, the, the, the progression of John Cena. Anyway, I'm such a nerd. Whatever. Uh, I did watch WrestleMania, though. I don't normally. I did when I was a kid, and I was like, there's nothing else to watch. And I, the Boner match was awesome. Yeah, this was supposed <laughs> to be my third one. I went to Orlando. I went to New Orleans, and then. Obviously, I, I grew up in Tampa, hometown, St. Pete, stuff like that. So I was going to come see family and then obviously do all the fun stuff with that. But, um, you know, this virus has just kind of screwed everything up and it's awful. And if you're sick, please stay home. Don't be stupid. Um, so but as far as, you know, them talking about this, I, I completely agree with you guys. I know I know you guys talked about this earlier, too, but um, there had to have been conversation. I mean, with whispers at least, yeah, whispers, at, at least. I mean, look, you got a guy like Tom Brady who's coming to a new organization, and, th and think about this just for a second. This is something that nobody's really talked about. Uh, 
Bill, Bill Belichick, I, I love the guy. I, I really do. I think he's one of the best coaches ever. But here's the thing. He just gave up nothing. He, he literally gave up nothing. He's like, well, you want Rob Gronkowski? Okay, cool. Uh, what do you want us to give? Well, here, take a fourth round. You know, like, it's, <laughs> it's like he literally and, – and that brings me to the conversation of this relationship between Tom and Bill and then, of course, Gronk and Bill. Uh, Gronk could have easily stayed retired. He retired last year, had a chance to come back, didn't want to come back, um, had a chance to go back to the Patriots before all this went down, and he didn't do it again. So – it's so interesting to me how this relationship between the head coach and the quarterback, and I think Tom may have went to him and said, look, this, co this coach and, and these people over here don't think we're going to do very much. Why don't you come and help me shut their mouth? And, and I think that's exactly what may happen. And, and I'm not going to sit here and be, uh, you know, Super Bowl or bust, because I saw somebody say that earlier. I still don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> I, well, and here's why I say that. Because I think there are still a few pieces, and hopefully the draft will fix this defensively, that we're not we're not there yet. Yep. Uh, now, next year, yes, I think Super Bowl or bust next year. This year, playoffs are bust. You, you've got to make the playoff. You have to win your division. Those are two things that you have got to do this year. If you're putting all of this money and all this time into these guys who are at the tail end of their careers, by the way, uh, you've got you to gotta think playoffs are bust at this point for the Bucs. And I, I think the Super Bowl, yes, Tampa is supposed to be hosting it. So I think there's a little bit of that extra fun added in there that Tom Brady would, would be the first quarterback in history to, to be on a team that hosted the Super Bowl in their own home stadium. Uh, so there's a lot to that, and uh, it would be great to see that happen. But I'm also going to be a realistic fan uh, and, and remember the Cleveland Browns who signed all this talent. <laughs> I was just about, to, just about to bring that up, too. Yeah, keep, uh, you signed all these people, and now you just didn't do anything. No offense, Chris. I love I'm you. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a Bucks browns super Bowl hit this year. The Browns <laughs> are the year they were supposed to have last year. Hey. Uh, look, if Baker wants to go around again with us, let him come on. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with it. It's all good. But, but yeah, right. I think there was definitely talk. So. All right, James, thanks for joining in. James Ludman from Bucks Life News. Thanks for chiming in, man. Fire the cannons. It's an exciting day in Tampa Bay sports, man. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you later. Thanks, James. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. See you. Yeah, man. It's so even the Bucks, they're not, they're not super. You know what, though? He keeps, he's being objective. You know, like, just I like I am. Just like yeah, I am. Good. So I don't know. I'm already, I'm already trying to bet people that Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl. That's the first call I made. After I heard this, I called one of my one of my best friends. I, Jason, I, I you're betting. You hear the uh the sports books are making tons of money on the draft uh, right now because there's but, nothing else to hey, bet on. So our draft gonna... coverage on Thursday, I will be bringing you some of the top bets that are be taking place through the Ooh. sports books. And we are gonna lay our knowledge on the line to try to see how we stack up. Speaking of our Thursday night show, which starts at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we are also bringing in our colleague, J.P. Peterson, from The J.P. Show, which airs Monday through Friday on 8.20 a.m. and also on fanstreamsports.com. He will be joining us for our draft coverage. Excellent. Uh, so, make, so make sure you guys tune in on Thursday. It's going to be one heck of a show. Um, should we keep going with our picks I want to finish. Oh, you want to finish? Okay, all right. All right so uh, I want to finish. I, I, I do like the Cam Akers uh, pick, but I also like Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire a little bit better when it comes to a passing attack. So I do like that. Okay. All right, so we are at pick – We're at New uh, England. We're at New which England. Which is now a huge pick. 
You're not gonna. You're not gonna like my pick. I have Jordan Love still available. So New England doesn't have to move anywhere. Gets their quarterback of the future right there. Jordan Love. You know what? I'm changing mine because (laughs) honestly, with everything that has just happened now, Belichick and all those guys, they got to get somebody in the driver's seat who has a high ceiling and can give them hopefully the best chance to win. Maybe it's Stidham, maybe not. But I did have, you know who I had here and who I laugh now about this? I had the tight end from Florida International who's a big guy and who can run the 40 like a like a manimal. His name's Harrison Bryant, Florida Atlantic, and he's a Gronk-like. He's not Gronk, but he's Gronk-like. But you know what? I'm changing that. Give me Jordan Love here and watch the Patriots go. This is a team that has three-thirds now and three-fourths. So they will definitely be moving around. I'm going quarterback as well. Yeah. But I'm going Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I knew it. Jalen Hurts. Jalen I'm going Hurts. Jalen Hurts to the New England Patriots at 23. That is you had Jordan Love going to the Raiders earlier, didn't I you? I did. I love yeah. going to the Raiders. Hurts is going to go and get drafted by the Patriots. So, okay. All right. Let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints did bring over Emmanuel Sanders on offense. They're looking to probably beef up their defense a little bit. Where do you think the New Orleans Saints are going to go? I am taking Stephon Diggs' little brother, Trayvon Diggs, right before Minnesota wanted to get him at that second pick there. So they need another cornerback over there to cover those all these speedy receivers in the uh, NFC South. So Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. All right, Chip. Yeah, I originally had Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver from Arizona, but obviously, or Arizona State, uh, given our current circumstances, yeah, go to corner. Uh, go to get somebody fast and get somebody who can cover some folks. So, yeah, give me the rugs. I'm torn on this because they do need offense help, but they do need corners. They do need corners. Well, they got Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas. And I mean, I could see, I mean, I could see a wide receiver going here, but. So I'm I mean, gonna, with, I was going to, I'm going to go with the pick that you had. Actually, I'm not, not ah. that you had. Not that you had, uh, uh, Chip. I'm sorry. I'm going to go cornerback. I'm going to go Jeff Gladney from TCU. I'm going to have him at okay. the Saints. So Jeff Gladney from TCU will be Gladney. Gladney. I'm sorry. Glad Gladney. Gladney. I'm not okay. good with last names. Oh, actually, I am right. good with last names. Sorry about that. All right, let's move on <laughs> to the to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this is their second. You skip pick. the Vikings. Why would did, you do that? I, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, let's go to the the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry about that. Minnesota Vikings were their second pick in the, uh, the, the first round. So where are the uh, Minnesota Vikings going to go? Um, well, they lose their guy, Trayvon Diggs, but they need some edge help. So they're taking A.J. Apensa? Apensa? Apensa. Apensa. That's right. Yeah, you want those big boys out of Iowa. So they're going to go there <laughs> with that, that next best edge rusher. Big right, multi-use, three four four three defensive guy. <laughs> Chip, where are you going? I'm going to go ahead and take the light-footed and ever-agile Ezra Cleveland. Boise State tackle. They need to boost their offensive line. Give me somebody that you can get a little Dalvin running behind. Give me Cook and give me health, Ezra or Bust. They need somebody that's going to replace Stefan Diggs. I've got them picking Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, the wide receiver out of Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk. I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right. It sounds like I think you're very good. I think you're close. Ayuk. Our stats and information guy was busy today. That's right. Took the day off a little (laughs) turkey. All right, before we move on, thanks again, everybody, to tuning in to Sports Caffeine Live on Facebook. Everybody in the chat, you've been awesome with all your comments and going to – 
just going crazy with each other on there as well. And thanks for James from Bucks Life News for chiming in. It's been one heck of a day, especially in the sports world in Tampa Bay. So let's move on to pick number 26 with the Miami Dolphins. Where are the Miami Dolphins going? Man, I had them already getting some offensive guys in Tua and an offensive lineman. So they need to show up that defense there. Um, so I have them taking Xavier McKinney. I can't believe fell this low, the safety from Alabama. That's a great pick. If he's still there at 26, you're getting amazing value out of that. This is where I have, and you know what? I think I would probably change this now. Um, but this is where I, I have and I had DeAndre Swift going. And I don't really – I'm going to keep him here, although I'm telling you right now I don't see any running backs being drafted uh, in the first round, especially since what happened today um, had taken place. So I, I'm going to keep DeAndre Swift here for now because Miami does need a running back, but I don't think any running backs get drafted on Thursday in the first round. I am going to go with Ezra Cleveland, offensive lineman ah! from Boise State. <laughs> the fleet-footed. Uh, Yes, if they're going to draft somebody like Tua and also, you know, have Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, they need somebody to protect him. So Ezra Cleveland will be that guy from my. I can't remember who I had taking Ezra Cleveland, but he's already off my thing. Yes. Off your board. Yeah, yes. he's on, but I can't, I can't find it right now. So that's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Seattle at 27. Oh, we, we need an offensive lineman here. I mean, come yes. on. Well, yes. you know, Chase, so I have a, you take the best available. You got Josh Jones out of Houston, the offensive tackle. There we go. I like that. Now, the only reason why I did not go offensive tackle here is because I feel Russell Wilson has gotten used to running for his life. <laughs> for several years. He doesn't know how to be protected. <laughs> I know. So you might throw it off. So I am going edge rusher because I don't think Jadavion Clowney resigns. I'm going Yeter Gross Matos. Oh, I like that. I like Edge Russell, Penn State. Give me the 6'5", 266 of the athletic specimen he is. Go get me some quarterback, boy. So I am going to go offensive line because Russell Wilson should have a offensive tackle uh, protection. He's not used to it. Don't do that. I know he's not used to it, but he needs to think of how Russell Wilson will perform not only better with some guy protecting him. So I'm going Isaiah Wilson from <laughs> Georgia. Uh, who I'm picking for their pick at 27. Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson, good out tackle. Of, out of Georgia. All right, let's go to pick 28. We're almost done with our top uh, top 32. 28 is the Baltimore Ravens. Where do you think the Baltimore Ravens are going to go? They need to go defense here because that offense is outstanding. They don't, it's that way they don't have to put 45 points up every game. I'm having going, Patrick Queen's going to drop to them, the linebacker. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Me and Kristen share the same sentiment. I'm going Patrick Queen as well uh, for the Ravens. Yep. I love Queen. And if he's there, the Ravens winning. But on my board, AJ Epinesa, oh. 275 <laughs> versatile machine who played basketball in high school and supposedly scored a thousand points. He's a handsome dude. Is he really? Yeah, I looked him up today and I got his head shot. I was like, what a handsome fellow he is. Is he as handsome as that guy standing right now, uh, right in behind you, Gronkowski? Oh, my, my new boyfriend. No. Yeah, you know, but... <laughs> he just watches the show. He likes to stand behind me shirtless and watch the show. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number 29, the Tennessee Titans. Well, Tennessee, you know, they, I, I think here you're going to have to go on defense as well. You have your offense pretty set as well. And, you're gonna, you know, so I'm going with Jalen Johnson, the quarterback out of Utah. Ooh, there you go. Okay. It's a good Chip. pick. I, uh, I think that um, Jack Conklin going to the lovely Cleveland Browns creates a little bit of a hole 
on the right-hand side. And so I still have, I is it Iaya Wilson? Can't be Isaiah. It's probably Iaya. I think it's Iaya. Born in Brooklyn, this guy has got the gut and the tough to work behind or in front of Derrick Henry to open up the holes. So give me Iaya Wilson, Georgia tackle. I am going to go defense for the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go cornerback with Christian Fulton out of LSU. Christian Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. All right. At pick number 30, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Who is the Green Bay Packers going to? I have them taking the first tight end of the first round because they need a tight end and no tight ends have been taken. So they have their pick a letter and they're taking Cole Komet from Notre Dame. All right. Yes. I say a KM together is weird. I think it's Komet. I think you're right. I think Komet, that's right. right. Yeah. Number one tight end, I think, in this uh, this draft class. Uh, I'm going to go um, linebacker. They lost their highest team leading tackler, Blake Martinez. So Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech, linebacker, big old guy, ran a 4-5-4-40 and will be an animal uh, on the linebacking core for Green Bay. I'm going offense. They certainly need help with the uh, wide receiver position, so I'm going Jalen Rieger from uh, TCU. We'll be drafted oh, by there the you go. Bay Packers. All right, let's go to number 31, the San Francisco 49ers. Where are they going? They already drafted in my draft uh, C.J. Henderson, the cornerback, so they're going to go back to replace Great Manuel pick. Sanders, and they're getting Michael Pittman Jr. Ooh, I like that pick, Kristen. I really, I think he might be a sleeper pick in the draft this year. I really like that. Okay, yeah, I like that pick. I got to tell you, I think the Niners become one of the teams that start to move up because I feel that they fall into that one-player-away mentality. So with two first-round picks, I think they actually – I don't even think they have this pick at the end of the draft, but I'm going to stick with what I got in front of me. I'm going to say Ross Blacklock from TCU defensive tackle takes away from uh, DeForest Buckner leaving uh, had been injured, but coming back and should be a dominant interior presence for them to make up from DeForest Buckner. All right. I am going Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. I'm going Trayvon to San Francisco. That's to cover the fast receivers they faced in the Super Bowl and couldn't handle Yes. All right. Our last pick for the NFL Draft Super 2020. Super Bowl champions. Kansas City Chiefs. You know, there they have our Lord and Savior, future Hall of Famer. Patrick <laughs> <Robert> <laughs> <Holmes>. <laughs> By the way, that stays on our show, okay? Yes. <laughs> totally agree. Trademark so no other shows can use that. Uh, I yes. Think, <laughs> I, think the, I think Casey's pretty uh, well-rounded here, so I think Casey's going best available. You know, they have – and I think they are going to take the one running back, DeAndre Swift, that's going to get picked in the first round. Oh. Someone behind Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy, obviously wasn't the answer. I think Swift and Date Williams are that one-two punch that they've been looking for in KC. God, I love that pick. I, I am picking DeAndre Swift, too, as well. I think they, they really no. need help on the running back position. So he will be the first one off the board for me at Kansas City with DeAndre Swift. Yep. All right. This guy that I'm taking, this guy screams Patriots. Like, I think he might be gone or they might take him if they don't take Jordan Love. I'm going to go with Cesar, Cesar Ruiz. Oh, Cesar Ruiz. I, I, yeah. I was leaning on offensive tackle because, you know, they don't have, they don't have that, that talent yet to, to, protect, to get them uh, the holes they need for the run game. And I think that's what they really suffered from last year. So I like that. 
I was going to go I, offensive tackle, but I think with DeAndre Swift there, they need help at running back position too. So that's, that's a great pick too as well. So. That guy plays center. pick up all uh, one through five in the second round or whatever, 33 through on, because they all think Swift's going to be there. They're like, oh, yeah, all these running backs are in the second round, and Kansas City's going to break all the hearts with that pick. So what do you guys think? And I'm going to – now that we've seen uh, Gronkowski go to Tampa Bay, do you think – I think the over-under on trades, I think we had six the year before – and I backed it down. I think five is probably a good number. Do you think now you see more or less trades in the draft from what Gronkowski and the fallout we saw today? The over-under, we're going to say is five trades. I'll move it down one because we had six last year. So I'll you think say, over or under? I'll say under. God. <laughs> I'm going to say under two just because there's so much talent. I feel like if your yeah. guy gets taken, you have – three or four guys under that guy that you want that you're not going to have to give up something for unless you see like an OJ Howard get traded or something like that. Um, or is that a guy who's already on the team? Maybe an Odell. We don't know, but um, yeah. I don't think you're going to see a bunch of people moving. It's just when I was making this mock draft, I'm like, God, I could do this guy. I could do that guy. Like I really, you really could go back to the team after the town. Well, I think we'll see more trades now of veterans. I think you'll see trades with Yannick and Gakwe. Yep. I think he'll, he's going to find his way out. And I think there are other players and Kristen, obviously, you mentioned Odell Beckham that could be on the move. Jamal Adams, we don't really know what his story is. He could be traded. I mean, so I'm going to stick. That, yeah. yeah, I'm going to stick with over. I'll be the lone. I'll be the lone uh, warrior on this one because I think we'll see more veterans traded of people that there's enough talent, like we all feel like in this draft, to make up from these older guys and getting a, a negative guy off your roster and somebody that's younger fits to your scheme. I think it'll, it'll make things work. So you guys are going under five and I'm going over. All right. Do you, do you guys think after this Gronkowski trade, we'll see trades really start to happen tomorrow leading up to the draft? Do you think they're going to probably start to maybe the, the, the storm is probably going to be coming for trades tomorrow and, and, and everything. Leading when up I to think, it. especially if people are worried about technical difficulties, get yes. your trade in now. So I think you're going to see a lot of those moves. Yeah. Day before, just because you want to be sure you have that spot if you want it. They've been running mock drafts now for the past 48 hours to try to get all the bugs out. So they will once again run mock drafts tomorrow, obviously, before the draft. So most of the GMs, and I know they inter- uh, there was an interview uh, on Adam Schefter's podcast with uh, Thomas Dimitrov of the Falcons, and they've already had conversations with uh, the GMs and tried to talk through uh, trades in the mock drafts. But I think with what happened today, uh, I think you see more activity just do because teams now have to have to catch up, especially in the NFC South, I think. So, um, so we've got we'll a, we've got a couple, a couple of comments in the Facebook chat. A lot of people are actually saying over, over oh. for yeah. trades. Yeah. See? Uh-huh. Uh, Samantha Drexel said over and uh, Kristen, your dad said over as well. Oh, we got a Bills fan and the Browns. Well, I don't know what my dad is anymore. Bucks fan or Browns. My dad's probably a Bucks fan. Your dad point. better be a Bucks fan after all. <laughs> <laughs> a lot know. of changing, a lot of uh, bandwagon hopping maybe taking place now. You're going to yeah, see a lot of the old folks Virginia. that are, a lot of the old folks that are Patriots fans that live down here. You're going to see them wearing Patriot or uh, Bucks jerseys uh, come, come August and September. So the old guard is changing to a new guard, I guess. All right. All right, guys, before we get out of here, any last uh, last minute news or notes? It's been a great show. Thanks for everybody for participating and coming on with us. So, so much activity on the Facebook yeah. chat. I'd we like love to all thank you my guys. boyfriend for standing here the whole show. You know, it was really nice of him. Real God love him. Class. 
My real boyfriend's trying to come over. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get out of here, make sure to tune into our live show at 7.30, 7.30 p.m. on Thursday night. It'll be our draft show, which we will give you our uh, betting draft analysis of what bets are going on and also our first first round draft analysis uh, live as the draft happens here on Facebook Live. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, of course, make sure to uh, stream us live on fanstreamsports.com and also download the app on your Android and iPhone. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Make sure to listen to the JP Show because JP Peterson will be uh, tuning in with us to be a special co-host, co-host on our Thursday show. Listen to his show, the JP Show. on. Uh, and Kristen will sell copies of that background to anybody that wants them. So. Yes, I, I got to keep covering that other girl. I'm like, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, for myself, Chip, Kristen, uh, Nick, James, Nissa, and everybody here at the Sports Caffeine family, we will bid you adieu. Stay safe out there, and we will see you on Thursday night. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds and great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds and great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.